Hey, what's up there, Warrior? Jeff here from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 476. Warriors, look, my personal experience with women's fashion primarily draws from a lifetime of confusedly holding purses outside of dressing rooms and occasionally nodding when asked if this color looks good. So you can pretty much trust my expertise is as solid as my ability to distinguish between teal and turquoise. Spoiler alert, apparently they are not the same color. I know, right? So while I might not know the struggle of picking the perfect outfit that screams both chic and I can handle myself, I do understand that women face unique challenges when it comes to concealing a firearm for personal defense. You see, it is not just about finding the right holster or firearm. It's about merging safety with style without having to wear a tent or carry a purse the size of a small island nation. Fortunately for all the women warriors out there listening to our show, I have just the right guest this week to help us unravel the mystery of fashion-forward, firearm-friendly attire for women. And hey, ladies, don't forget to grab this week's handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet covering all the main points from this week's show. You can grab this along with our other episode cheat sheets and some of the training manuals, audio programs, and a whole bunch more, all absolutely free. It's all waiting for you right now in a special section of our website we call The Loot Locker. All you have to do is go to warriorlife.com slash loot and grab everything for free. And now, let's talk concealed carry and camisoles. Tactical firearms training. Urban survival. Close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Hey, listen, everybody. I, I've said multiple times in our podcasts and in our videos that making the decision to carry a concealed handgun for personal defense, it isn't just a self-protection choice. It's a lifestyle choice. It's a lifestyle that recognizes that not only do bad things happen to good people, but that criminals can be active anywhere, even in those places that we normally think of as safe. And so it's really important to commit to actually carrying your weapon on you so that you can be warrior ready when danger strikes. Now, for those of you out there who follow this practice, carrying your weapon on your person from dawn to dusk, you know that there's also this practical practicality factor that goes along with it, right? So being able to effectively conceal your firearm wherever you choose to wear it can sometimes be a hassle for people. I mean, not to sound sexist here, but for us guys, well, we're not really known for being the best dressers out there. In fact, for those of you who are watching our stream of this week's show, what you're seeing me wear right now is pretty much what I wear every single day. It's like a pair of shorts or jeans and a darker colored t-shirt that covers my handgun and appendix carry. But for women who choose to carry a weapon for personal protection and are arguably a little bit more fashion conscious than I am, things like thin blouses, skirts, dresses, um, and don't even get me started on shoes, right? but they all offer a challenge with being able to dress the part for work or for school or, or for a dinner party and still be able to conceal their handgun in a way that still offers them fast, easy access when facing a threat. But ladies, never fear if you think that that means you're cursed with only being able to use your purse as the only practical option for you to have a concealed handgun then the solution that you need may be in creating what one instructor calls your capsule wardrobe. 
And that is what we're going to talk about today. So, hey there, Warriors. Jeff Anderson here, founder of WarriorLife.com and the Warrior Life Academy. And with me today to offer some fashion advice for the warrior-ready woman is Natalie Strong. Natalie, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jeff. Good to be here. Yeah, it's really good to have you on the show. This is the first time having you on here. And I was excited when I took a look at your website and looked at some of the information that you covered there because I think you cover a very... A very, I think, a, a needed niche w- for women shooters that are out there that doesn't have to, you know, force them to to be more manly to go out there and learn how to use a gun. I mean, I think there's a lot of intimidation out there. There's a lot of not purposeful intimidation, but there's obviously a lot of factors out there that can make this a difficult. I'll say sport, but also as a lifestyle choice for personal protection can make can make the whole, everything that we, we have to go through to be, to really carry a concealed handgun and be ready for an attack. Um, all of those factors I think are maybe compounded, but I'm not a woman. I'm going to re- really ask for your, for your input here. For those of you out there that are not familiar with Natalie's work, she is a certified NRA pistol trainer, lifetime member of the NRA, USCCA member also, and a contributor to Concealed Carry Magazine. She is an energetic and empowering advocate for women's safety and self-defense. Now, her dedication to helping women embrace firearm safety with confidence and style is a reflection of her passion for both firearms and fashion and combining the two to serve a rabid following out there of women who are looking for the skills to be prepared without sacrificing their femininity and their fashion sense. You can find out more about Natalie and her work over at her website at elegantandarmed.com. All right. So I need you to, I need you to school me here because like, I I understand, like, I don't work with a lot of women in, in classes or anything. We have a lot of women that are in our warrior life community. We have a lot of women that have questions about firearms and I think more beyond the basics. And I think that's where you really offer a great service here. And the women that I've talked to generally seem to feel that they do have more challenges than men when it comes to concealing a firearm for their own personal protection. So I want to get from your standpoint though, because that's who you work with. What do you find are the most common problems that women face when it comes to carrying concealed? Sure. Um, Yes. Well, like you said, men and women tend to carry differently. You know, women, uh, we've got curves. We need to worry about um, a a variety of clothing styles. It's it's not just the pants and shirt, um, although you look great in that today. Um, But we've got like the leggings, the dresses, the skirts, the blouses. Um, I think printing is one of the major problems that women run into. And this isn't the case with all clothing brands, but many um, women's clothes are just thinner. So it makes hiding that printing a little tough. Um, Our clothes can be a little less supportive too, uh, whether that's with the shorts that we wear, uh, maybe they're a little flimsy or the dress pants. Um, so finding something that can support the weight of the gun and it's not flopping around can be a problem. Um, and depending on what we choose to wear, it may um, be something that, like when we're focusing on the clothes more than the, the firearm, we might not be able to respond as quickly. So <laughs> there are several challenges for women with concealed carry, but with the right plan, I believe you can be set up for success. And that plan is uh, to create a capsule wardrobe. Yeah, so I love this concept. And, and I, when I was looking it up in, in your work, uh, 
it, it made a lot of sense to me because I'm like I'm a very modular type person, and I think that this is this can really offer a lot of benefit for women that are out there. And it is like the women in my life that do care they they have a concealed handgun permit or a, a concealed carry permit, but they all keep it in their purse. And I think that tends mm-hmm. to be probably the place that most women tend to gravitate toward. And it just becomes kind of like their habit of putting it in there because they don't feel like they have a lot of options or they have the best of intentions. And then you go to look in the mirror and it's like, you can see the the handle of, of your, the, your grip <laughs> of your firearm just kind of sticking out there. So, so let's, let's go ahead and start with that. So what is a capsule wardrobe? Sure. So this concept has been around for a really long time, and I am just applying it to concealed carry in this case. Um, But in most cases, a capsule wardrobe is a collection of clothing. For some people, it's the classics that never go out of style. And then they supplement that with the seasonal pieces, with the new trends that they like. Um, But oftentimes, it's the colors coordinate so you can mix and match and create numerous outfits. So you end up doing more with less, using more items in your wardrobe, and um, just making the best of it. But when it's applied to concealed carry, the whole idea is that you have a way to carry with every outfit because you've already done the work up front with styling your outfit in a way that you know it will be concealed, and you still like the way you look. Okay, I've definitely... I'm definitely going to have some questions on how to piece this thing together because, I mean, I, I actually think women have, I mean, while I think they're more challenged with like the thinness of, of garments that they wear, also I think that they have more options, I think, than a lot of guys. I think a lot of guys, I mean, we don't care, we don't wear a lot of blazers or, or anything like that that can be mm-hmm. used as an out coding. I mean, you're, I don't know, you're trying to convince people that you're also a photographer and carrying like your khaki photographer's vest, like you're going out on a safari <laughs> doesn't seem to really work. To, and don't even get me into fanny packs. Like, just don't even get me started on that. But um, let's go ahead and start with kind of the first step. So what is the first step that a woman should take to build out their own capsule wardrobe? Well, first you might want to go through a little purge of your closet, go in there and just see what is not working, what definitely prints. Um, and for me, if there's something in my closet that I haven't worn in two years, I just get rid of it. Um, after that, you want to consider the season that you are in and the reason that you need the capsule. So let's say it's um, a winter concealed carry capsule wardrobe for work and working out. Um, so then that's what I would focus on Now, does that mean you have to get rid of every other thing in your closet? No, you can still keep those, but you at least have that section of your go-to capsule outfits. And so, so you know, we have this we have this concept of dressing around the gun. I get this is where I'm I'm, I kind of get tripped up a little bit here because you know we say dress around the gun. In other words, you know, focus on what works best for defense first. Right. And mm-hmm. then you put on the clothes around it. Now, this is coming from guys to guys. So if, I'm curious if there's a different a different way to look at this here. But you put on the gun first so that you're ready for the threat and then you dress around it to make sure that it's concealed. So how does your holster selection and where you choose to carry it as a woman, how does that play a part in the, the capsule wardrobe process? Yes, that is a great points. The way I see it, there's two mindsets, one that prioritizes the holster and gun, one that prioritizes the outfit. 
Now, when I first started concealed carrying, I was I was worried that I was going to start being more manly because I'm carrying. Um, but I was determined not to do that, and I was wanted to find ways to carry with every outfit that I already had and loved. So I was kind of prioritizing the outfit first. Um, since then, I've had a shift, and I am gearing more towards prior, prioritizing the firearm. Um, so for the capsule, my recommendation is to first find the holster that you perform the best with. And often that's a Kydex holster with a hard trigger cover connected to a belt uh, worn somewhere around your torso, either inside or outside of the waistband. And I mean, that's placed close to your hands. So it's often the quickest draw. Um, so choose that and you're going to want to style as many outfits around that setup as possible because that is going to be your priority. Now, the other uh, method is prioritizing the outfit. And this is where you're going to choose other holsters to kind of fill in the gaps because we want to be realistic here. Even if I have all these outfits around um, a belt and kydex holster, as a woman, I'm going to come across some event, some dress code, some responsibility where I want to wear something other than jeans with belt loops. So um, you want to think about the clothing that you realistically will wear. If you wear skirts and dresses, maybe picking a, a thigh holster that you can use well, um, maybe having a concealed carry purse as a backup, and maybe a belly band. Um, I do think that it's good to minimize the number of holsters that you use because when you think about it, you want to be training with all the holsters you're wearing. And the more you have, your training time gets spread between these different holsters. So that's just something good to keep in mind while also being realistic so you're not tempted to just leave without your firearm. Yeah, that, that fills in kind of like a gap that I had here, which is if you're carrying in a bunch of different ways. So you, one day you're, you've got it in the purse, and the next day you've got it around the ankle, and the next day you got it on, like, being able, like, when something does happen, you don't, you're not going to have the mental bandwidth if you're ambushed, if you're surprised, attacked, mm -hmm. to be able to know, is it in my, you know, you're going to be thinking, is it in my purse? Is it here? Is it here? It is better to, to keep your handgun in a place where you're most likely going to have it, you know, and wear it there on a semi-religiously uh, uh, agenda here so that you, you know where it's at when something happens, you can get you and, but you, as you point out training with it, I think that's also a missing aspect of it. In fact, one of the things that we talk about for, you know, the lifestyle choice is that if you are going to carry concealed that day to, to start off with just five minutes of just draw training so that you're used to that day knowing I'm going here, I'm going here, I'm going here, I'm going here. If it's in the purse, same thing there. So, so mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. And I, and I like that there's two, that there's two versions there, but I like where you start with, you know, figure out where you're going to carry it first, use a holster, use a good holster. And, uh, which I think another, another thing that I find a lot of people don't uh, recognize, like what kind of a holster they really need and, and focusing on that first and then build around that. But I, you're right. I mean, even for me, I mean, I moved to Florida, so I, I just, I kind of chuckled a little bit when you said you got to purge the closet first, because I have all this <laughs> from when I lived in um, colder climates. Like I just can't get rid of these like certain sweaters or handleys. I, I've just, there's certain clothes. Like I know I haven't worn that in 10 years, but I can't get rid of this thing. <laughs> and, but it's, it, you know, it just really does call to, um, 
call to the front about how it is an integrated lifestyle, right? Like, I, like concealed carry isn't a lifestyle by itself. It's part of our everyday life. Whether mm-hmm. So if we go to work, are we carrying in a way that that is not printing so that our, our, you know, we can stay protected, but our boss doesn't necessarily see this gigantic, you know, Desert Eagle 50 caliber sticking out of the side of our shirt. And, but there are things that come up that require it. And so now that I'm living in Florida, like it's mostly just shorts. I don't, I don't do Mm flip-flops. I would love to do flip-flops, but I know I'm not going to be able to, and I'm sure we're going to get on on the shoes here, but like, it's hard for me to, you know, run away from a bad guy in flip-flops. So uh, you're, you're covering a lot of really good stuff here. So let me ask you, because I think most people, the casual wear is where I think you have more of, well, I, I, I guess it's all a guess for me right now. I'm not I'm trying to get inside of women's heads. <laughs> casual wear seems to be the area that to me is the easiest to account for because mm. you have, because it's usually floppier. I think women, like you said, we have curves, although I'm doing the best I can to keep my curves off, but it's, <laughs> it's, you have garments also that are thinner. And so, mm-hmm. I think casual wear allows you to be kind of floppier with your clothes and not have to worry as much about printing. So what considerations should a woman think of, a woman think of when they're picking out more casual wear, like their pants, their shorts, their tops, and things like that, that still give them a sense of fashion and their femininity, but are more, maybe more loose, loose fitting or able to conceal better so that they can carry in that primary spot where they can get to it on their belt rather than having to fish around in, in a, a purse somewhere. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, first of all, I would encourage women to consider the type of holster that they want to wear. Um, and then your pants and shorts need to support that. So I consider that the base of your outfit. Um, Cause even if you're wearing a belt, if, if your shorts are riding up, then it's not going to work. Um, So across the board, I think that jeans are a really good option. Um, If you are going to use a Kydex holster that connects to fabric, so like the Fabric Clip or the Ulta Clip, you you want to make sure that your pants are supportive enough to be able to support the gun. And um, it takes just the right type of pant to be able to do that um, because some pants, by the end of the day, the denim has stretched out and while it started out good in the morning, by the end, maybe the gun is tilting away from your body. Uh, maybe something, <clears throat> a pair of jeans with a little more stretch to them, but that are still snug enough to support that firearm or just go with the belt. Um, I definitely recommend sitting down with your holster. Uh, if you can take that holster shopping, that is great. Uh, if you're somewhere where you can't bring a gun with you, at least bring the holster. Try it on. Sit down in the dressing room. Make sure it's not going to be jabbing into your lungs and making it uncomfortable. And I would also say understanding your body type. So, for example, for me, I know that when I wear a belt with my shorts, it it makes the shorts ride up. So I've learned <clears throat> if I want to conceal carry in shorts, I need to choose a high-waisted pair versus a mid-rise or a low-rise pair and uh, make sure the inseam is long enough. Uh, Sometimes those can be hard to find, um, but I just know that when I'm shopping around. Otherwise, a belly band is better with a pair of shorts. So 
know your body type, know how supportive you need it to be. Um, those for that's for the pants. As far as for tops, there are. This is the item that's going to be hiding the gun and doing a lot of the concealment work. So to avoid printing, you want to look for thicker material, maybe a top with a texture to it, like an eyelet or a lace or some kind of bubbling in the fabric. Um, you could do a print, so maybe a stripe or some kind of pattern. That tends to distract the eye from any printing, kind of camouflages it. You can also use a spandex tank top. This is great for a couple of reasons. One, it can help avoid printing. So if you do just need a little bit extra compression for your top shirt to totally hide that printing, the, the spandex tank top can go over top of it and just give a little more. Um, or you can use this from a comfort perspective. Maybe you wear it between the firearm and your skin. That way it's not scratching you all day. So tank top, definitely a good tool. I highly recommend it. Um, but another, you know, since we're talking about hiding printing here, I have to tell you about the camisole I designed. So the concealment camisole, um, it, I sell it in my online store. It is supposed to uh, prevent printing, hide any printing. So even when you're moving around, you just feel more secure and, and sure that it's not going to show. For a lot of women, if they're like me, I'm very uncomfortable with printing. It, it makes me uncomfortable. I would rather be go under the radar. No one knows it's there. Um, so I have to tell you this story. I was going on a first date, and I had on a pair of jeans, my belts designed for concealed carry, my Kydex holster. I was ready to go put on this blouse and it, I look in the mirror and it's concealing just fine. But as soon as I stepped outside, the wind blew ever so slightly, but just enough that it totally showed the complete outline of my gun through my shirt. And by now I'm to the point where, well, I have to leave now or I'm going to be late for this first date. Do I go back in and change or, and be late or do I just keep it on? So I hid it with my purse and I went to the date. Thankfully it was inside. So, he, you know, he wasn't able to see it, but I was thinking we really need something for women to hide printing um, and something that's, you know, has a feminine look to it. I ended up um, designing the concealment camisole. I have some in the back here and that is what I'm wearing right now, actually. But this is a camisole with two layers. The first layer is a thick satin, and I've reinforced it with panels that go all the way around the shirt. So when you're wearing your on-body holster, you just put it on over top, and it hides that printing. So the bottom layer has these, these shields, and then the top layer is more of the blouse material that adds movement and dimension to soften any appearance of, of bumps or printing. So it's a razorback camisole, and this can be used for casual wear, or you can dress it up. Um, I have it on with a cashmere sweater today, but put it on with a blazer, and you could wear it to work. Yeah, you, you bring up um, a couple of points there that I... Uh, it's not really... So we're going back to the gun, really, I think, but do you... 
I'm sure you get this question a lot, but what advice do you have for women as far as like what their choice of a handgun is? I've gone into this in, in from a several different angles in our podcast before, but mm. when you bring up things like if you want to wear pants that, you know, like spandex or something that's not jeans, if you, if jeans and a belt, you can cinch the belt down. You've got good, sturdy you know, framework mm. there to be able to hold the gun, as well as if you go to draw the gun, it's going to give, you know, less, less, um, uh, less movement there. One for your, when you go to grab the gun, it's actually where it's supposed to be. But then also when you're pulling up that you're not pulling your spandex up, up over your head at the same time. So how do you, how do you balance that out? Cause I find that the women that I've talked to that like they're going to get a gun, they, they want to start shooting. When I, when I ask them what gun they're going to buy, they all seem to say a Glock 19. Cause that's what I was told to get. And so uh, you know, it's a heavier gun. It's, it's a larger frame gun. Um, there's been, I find most of the time they, they don't, well, even guys don't think about like how the gun fits in their hand or anything, but when it comes to clothes that are more delicate or that, that are thinner print or are, are heavier, it might weigh down on dress clothes that you have. What advice do you have for women when it comes to the choice of their weapon or their, I mean, we already talked about the, the, uh, the holster, but I think the, I think it, I think it's worthwhile to talk about choice of weapon as well. Oh, sure. Well, I did write a blog post called how to choose a firearm or something like that. Um, I also have a blog post about some top picks of guns for women, but really it comes down to the woman as it does with a man. I know some women will have a summer concealed carry gun when the clothes tend to be smaller and thinner and lighter, they'll actually carry a smaller gun. Um, for me, I've been carrying the SIG P365, and I think it's about finding that balance. Balance between I can hide this on my body and I can also shoot this well. So I've heard it before that it doesn't really matter what firearm you choose as long as you, as you start training with it and just get good with what you choose. I agree to that to an extent, but then I think there's more beyond that because you also want it to fill your hand properly so you can get that good recoil management. So when I take, I've taken my friends to the range um, and allowed them to try some of my firearms and, you know, they rented some as well. I recommend um, trying a bunch, a lot of different firearms and just see how it feels and see how it fits in the hand and also have them manipulate the gun um, because hand strength can be an issue as well. And they need to be able to rack the slide, eject the magazine, all that. So there are some firearms that I have recommended to friends. Hey, I know, you, you know, if they tell me my hands are, are weak, I might suggest the easy um, or... Uh, there's there's some larger guns too that that could work. I think it all comes down to the woman um, and what her preference is and her shooting style and skills. Gotcha. Yeah, but yeah, but when it comes to like your wardrobe, it stands to reason that it's going to play a part, right? Like so, mm. um, so thinking about, I think for women to think about that when they're when they're going through this process if you have multiple weapons or if you have a weapon that you already use 
to try that out with your capsule wardrobe and know that, oh, I guess I'm going to have to think of something different. Or maybe even if you want to use it for a summer wardrobe and you find that with your choice of the wardrobe that you have available to you, it's going to weigh down too much. That might mean, oh, here you go. <laughs> Got to go to the gun store again and get another get another weapon, get the summer gun out. That's true. Um, but well, that's that's kind of what I do too. Okay. Yes. Well, and yeah. also the bo- your body type has so much to do with it and combined with your style. So women with a really long torso um, say they have a more uh, natural style and they go with a lot of flowy clothes. On someone who is short and petite, it's going to look like they're just swimming or wearing a, mm. a sack. But So maybe they need a, a smaller gun with maybe the longer torso woman can carry a larger gun. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, there's a lots of, lots of factors here. Let's go ahead and, and move to another uh, area of the lifestyle, which is work clothes. So I think un- unless somebody is working at a construction site, it's going to be a much bigger challenge for women in, in those business environments. So what advice do you have for professional women out there to help them dress the part that, that, that is expected of them, maybe in a white collar job somewhere, but, but still be ready to defend if they have to? Sure. Well, Yes, the work clothes can be a challenge. Um, a lot of dress pants, when paired with a belt, it, it doesn't. It just doesn't work quite right. There are some that you can, um, but a belly band could be a good option in this case. Uh, hopefully, a belly band with a Kydex holster with it to cover the trigger. Um, that is another reason why I designed the concealment camisole, so women could have a professional option. And um, I know some other companies have designed work clothes as well. Uh, Lexo Athletica just came out with their work it pant uh, designed for in the office. And if ever there's a time to wear a blazer, the office is it. So I think a blazer is a great option for adding. I mean, it's a thicker clothing item. It makes you look more professional and it's great for hiding that firearm. Hmm. Um. I, I said I wasn't going to even touch shoes because it's a dangerous area, I think. <laughs> but but most women's shoes don't really look like they're designed for you know getting off the X or you know running away from an attacker. But you know I get it. Hiking boots and and combat boots aren't always the most stylish fashion statement to wear out there. But what what footwear options do you suggest for women to add to to their wardrobe capsule that can be both stylish but also practical for self protection? Okay. So I think of shoes as being on a scale here. So if sneakers and boots, boots without a heel, are a 10, um, the, the best for getting away, then I'd say like a 7 to 9 would be ballet flats and loafers, uh, depending on how much grip they have at the bottom of them. Um, of course, a lot of women do love to wear heels, myself included. Some heels are better than others. So I would put wedges and pumps with a block heel around five or six because the larger heel gives you more to balance on. It's obviously not as good as a sneaker, um, but the skinnier the heel gets and the higher the heel gets, the the more difficult. Um, the worst shoe I would say is probably a stiletto heel with an ankle strap around the ankle. Um, not just because you're walking on a stick, but you can't get that shoe off in a hurry if you need to. So if you are wearing high heels, hopefully you're wearing a pump 
and you can kick them off and run or potentially even use that heel as a self-defense tool. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't get rid of the stilettos. That's your backup <laughs> weapon right there. You got to do that. Right. There we go. Um, you know, there's something else like I can I can hear that you have like bangles jangling on your uh, on your wrist. And I, th- I think, you know, accessorizing is something that women do a lot more than than guys do. And I'm I'm happy to see I'm assuming that you're like right handed, right? I am. Okay, you are. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I think that's another aspect of it, too, because I used to I used to wear a like a bracelet on my on my right hand and it was loose fitting. So I just, but I quickly found that when I went to go draw my handgun for practice, it was snagging on different things. And mm. I think women also probably need to be conscious of that as well. It's just like, it doesn't mean you can't wear, obviously, because I mean, you're, you're wearing jewelry, but that it is part of the, the wardrobe and it is part of a self-protection lifestyle. When you're, if you're going to carry concealed to think about how, you know, what you're going to accessorize with and how it's going to impact you if you do have to, um, if you do have to respond to it, to a threat, mm-hmm. right? Have you, have you, um, have you come across that at all? Like any recommendations for women when it comes like considerations that they should have when it comes to accessorizing like that? Yes. It's interesting that you say that I have come across that. I no longer wear bracelets on my right hand for that reason. Um, I'll wear them on my left hand. And I, I do think it's good to practice with those on um, if you're going to wear them. But what I found that when I was reaching for my firearm, my if I wore some bracelets are like a chain and they're flexible, but then others are a bangle and they're hard. So with the bangle bracelet, it would get in the way and it would the gun would scratch it. Um, if you have any dangly things on your bracelet, that could potentially get caught in the gun or the holster. So definitely something to be aware of. Um, I've, I can get away with it on my left hand. Rings are another thing. So I find it uncomfortable to shoot with a ton of rings on. Um, again, good to practice that way, but also you don't want to scratch up all your jewelry. So uh, I recommend using those silicone, silicone rings uh, while you're practicing, any finger that you wear a ring on, wear one of those while you train. That way you're not scratching it up, but you still get the feel of it. And then in an adrenaline pump situation, are you going to be focusing on the jewelry? Probably not. You're just going to do what you need to do. Um, but yeah, you definitely just don't want to get anything caught when you're trying to draw. Yeah. Uh, you bring up a really good point there. I think also with just with practicing in a more realistic fashion, right? So it's not like you have this wardrobe out there, or you're like your business wardrobe and your casual wardrobe. And then when it's time to go to the range, you're putting on your range clothes and you're going out there, just you're oh, ready right. for the range, but you're not ready for, you know, basically respond. You're not really as trained for the workplace. And even if it's just, you don't have to use your, uh, you know, you have to roll around in the dirt in your, uh, I, I don't know any like women's terms for clothes. You already, you already brought up some things <laughs> that I'm going to have to go dress. look up in some dictionary. There, your cocktail dress, right? Like you're not going to roll around in that. But um, one of the things I, I've told people to do when it comes to, whether it's unarmed self-defense or whether it's firearms training is just like go to Goodwill and find something that is mm-hmm. in your size, but maybe is the same weight or the same design or something. It might look horrid. 
But, you know, just go ahead and, and use something like that because until you really practice in the clothes that you're, you're going to be wearing, if you have to respond, you don't, you don't really want to find out all the little, the little mistakes that you're going to make based upon the clothes that, that you have. Right. So I think that's, uh, that's really important. And then also we haven't really talked about purses and I know that's a, an accessory that obviously a lot of women carry and the women that I know don't really have concealed carry purses. Uh, trust me, I've mm. wanted to, I've wanted to get my, my fiance, I can say my fiance now, my fiance, <laughs> a uh, concealed carry purse. And then I was going to get um, her daughter, a concealed carry purse. But it's like, I was just warned. No, just no. Like oh, okay. you're not going to pick out the right one. I'm going to feign that I like it, but want to take it back. Or it's going to just get relegated to the bottom of the, of the closet somewhere. So do you recommend that people, that women get an actual concealed carry purse or is there a way that they can still use any purse that they want, but fashion it in a way that allows them for easy access to a concealed handgun? Well, um, I definitely recommend a special purse. People can change their purses to make it safe. Basically, a good concealed carry purse will have a couple things. It will have a holster inside to cover the trigger, and it will have a separate pocket away from everything else in the purse. So you want to avoid like whatever is in your purse, like pencil, nail file, anything working its way into the holster and potentially getting in the way. So when you draw that gun, it could um, discharge. So you also don't want... I mean, women carry a ton of things in their purses. I carry chocolate in my purse, like lotion. You never know what it is. You don't want anything getting in there and gumming up your firearm and you're not aware of it and then you need to use it and it's not ready to go. So separate pocket for sure, away from everything else and holster to keep the gun secure. Um, I think there probably are ways that women could add um, something into a pocket as long as there's a separate pocket maybe adding Velcro and a holster. But um, in my store, I do sell concealed carry purses. I collaborated with Chameleon Handbags, actually, to design what is now my favorite purse. They named it the Natalie after me, which was kind of fun. (laughs) But um, (laughs) it's been my go-to. And even when I'm carrying on my body, which is my priority, what I prefer, I love having a bag with a built-in holster because there's things come up. There have been occasions when I needed to disarm and I needed a safe place to put it. Now, when I'm wearing a thigh holster with my dress, that whole, that gun comes out and the holster doesn't come out. So I need somewhere safe to temporarily put my firearm while I'm in a public restroom or while I'm in a dressing room trying on clothes. So I prefer personally all my purses to have a concealed carry pocket in them. Um, so I know people are saying don't use purses and that's because it does take longer to draw from a purse. Um, for me personally, I have found that purses do have their place. So I guess it is, it's up to the individual, but they do need to be aware of, um, how long it does take them to draw from the the purse. Yeah. Well, and I I think all of your advice when it comes to the capsule wardrobe, I'm hoping that the women that are listening to our podcast or watching us are starting to really understand that you, that like, I think that's, I think they find that that's their only option. 
that that's mm. you know it's really too difficult to have to worry about it. And because changing wardrobe so often, it's like it's just too much of a hassle. Like I need one more thing seriously to have to deal with <laughs> when I'm getting ready for work. But um, but that's I mean that's great advice also about the about the purse. And I hadn't really thought about it in the terms of you know things when you do have to you know disrobe like for if you're trying other clothes and things like that. I hadn't really thought about that. So, um. Natalie, this this is this is great. I mean, this offers a lot of information that I don't have to really worry about it. But there's really good tips in there also for for guys out there because the the challenge is the same. It's just mm -hmm. about what we have available for us to be able to to conceal our our handgun, be able to get to it fast enough uh, without giving up whatever sense of fashion sense is left in in my little my little wardrobe here. So, um, <laughs> but uh, so thanks so much. Listen, um, women, definitely go check out. Natalie's website. There's a lot of there's a lot of great information over there. There's a lot of good training there, but there's also a lot of great fashion stuff over there that I'll admit, like I don't have the I need the glossary next to me to be able to understand some of the things that that women wear. But it's it's definitely like I, I don't want. I think one of my biggest challenges when it, when it comes to us working with women inside of our academy and doing coaching and things like that is is it's hard for me to really give advice about specifics when it comes to things that I can't really identify with, right? Like, like changing, you know, um, women's clothes are just so like, even just talking about like jeans being mid rise, high rise or low rise, like guys don't have mid rise, high rise and low rise. Like we we've got it pretty easy. I'll admit that. So, uh, ladies out there, I, I definitely go and check out Natalie's website. Guys, go check it out because it is the holiday season. And if the woman in your life is a shooter also, there's a lot of great stuff there for you to be able to get that's going to support a, con a concealed carry lifestyle and being self-protected, but then also has some real solid fashion to it, too. There's more than, there, you know, there's not, not a whole line of moves over there. So you can go over there and really shop for something that's going to look great, but it's also going to perform great when it comes to concealed carry and personal protection as well. So Natalie, thanks so much. I really appreciate you taking some time with us today. Everybody go check out her website over at elegantandarmed.com. We'll go ahead and put some links in the show notes as well. And until our next broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying, live like a warrior. You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.